Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kevin Harlan, it's a great honor to have you on SEN Radio in Australia. It's great to be here with you. And we go back here that we saw each other early in the season. And now we're meeting here at Super Bowl 57. So it's great to see you. And I know you're going to give the Australians a great broadcast today of the Super Bowl 57. What number Super Bowl would this be for you? This is my 13th consecutive on national radio. I've done 14 overall, did one for TV back in the early 2000s. And it never gets old. In fact, it gets better, I think, year by year. It's the one event that you really circle on your calendar, not just because it is the biggest sporting event in this country, but from a broadcaster standpoint like yourself and, and me, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you, you really, when you look back, you're going to appreciate it even more. But getting ready for it, knowing the enormity of it, and all the people listening back in your country and, of course, here, uh, that's, a, that's a challenge. And I know we both enjoy the challenge. When you were a youngster, what was Super Bowl Sunday to you? Well, my dad was in football for many years. He, he ran the Green Bay Packers for uh, over 30 years. And so I was raised in a football family. And uh, this day was about as holy a day, aside from Christmas, that our family enjoyed. We loved, we loved the Super Bowl. I had only been to a couple before I actually started broadcasting them when the Packers were in them. And I um, uh, have just come to really uh, enjoy the rhythm of the season leading to this day. Uh, but it began when I was probably seven, eight years old. In fact, the very first Super Bowl, the reason why I got into broadcasting, was the person that narrated the very first Super Bowl for NFL Films was a guy by the name of John Facenda. And he had the voice of God. It was a voice that would just boom. Um, but it, it, it literally, it was, it was one in a generational voice. And um, when I heard him narrate Super Bowl I between Kansas City and Green Bay, it wasn't the game that caught my attention as much as it was his voice and delivery. That's when I knew I wanted to get into broadcasting. I was about seven, eight, nine years old and would practice in my room. But because of his voice, doing the NFL, doing the Super Bowl, uh, that, that was my hook. And then, of course, I fell in love with the game uh, after. And, and it's, it's the most enjoyable, funnest, most uh, satisfying thing that I do in my calendar. When you're in broadcasting and the dream of calling a Super Bowl. Can you recall when that materialized for you and what the lead up to your first was like? Well, uh, you know, you, you don't know until you actually do it, and, and you're the same way. So until you've actually done a game of that uh, enormous importance, uh, you really don't know how you're going to react. But I did get some pretty good advice along the way and say the, the game is still a football game. I mean, don't get dazzled and seduced by all the bells and whistles and celebrities and, and, and the enormity of what is around the game. At the end of the day, it is, it is just a game. And that is something that I've always tried to tell myself. So when they're playing our national anthem and when there's all the pageantry before the game and I've got that headset on, I, I first say a little prayer of thanks that I'm in that position. Second, I think of all the people that have been in that chair, worn that headset and broadcast this big game to, to millions and millions of people. Um, and then I think, all right, it's only a game. I, I, I've just done 35 of them. I can do this 36th game right here because I do two a week. Uh, I, I think I'm ready to go. And so that calms me down a little bit. And once we get going, I kind of lose myself in the game and I'm ready to go. 
there are moments that instantly become iconic in in Super Bowls. What are the ones that most readily come to mind? If you if you close your eyes, what lives in your imagination? Well, they all are special. I I, I have little bits and pieces of each, like a big puzzle, a big um, a big picture in front, and as you try to bring all these different pieces together, there have been a couple that I think have resonated most uh, when. Uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle driving downfield and he throws a pass inside the five-yard line when he could have run the ball in and won the Super Bowl. He throws a short pass and the Patriots picked it off. Uh, Malcolm Butler, a rookie free agent from an obscure little school, intercepted that and he became the biggest name in the NFL that day. And and uh, from that point on, that is what he has you know, been, been recognized as, as a Super Bowl hero. Um, when Brady and the Patriots were down 28-3 to late in the third quarter against Atlanta, and they came back and won. I mean, that was incredible. Uh, growing up as in the Packer family, uh, when the, my first Super Bowl on, on Westwood One Radio here in the States was of Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers playing Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers in, um, in, in Texas, and um, that was a win for the Packers. And my dad had, had uh, okayed. Uh, the drafting of Rodgers as he had okayed the trade for Brett Favre. He had hired both general managers and both head coaches from the 90s and from the, from the team that won in, in Texas on that day against Pittsburgh. So that meant a lot to see him up there on the podium and enjoying the fruits of his labor, but to know that I had called a Super Bowl and involved the team I grew up with, and that was pretty special. And then finally, I was the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs on radio for nine years, and they won their first Super Bowl a couple years ago in Miami against the 49ers. They trailed most of the game and then came back in the fourth quarter with about eight minutes, seven minutes left and, and turned the tables completely around, flipped the game and won it. And uh, having called the Chiefs for all those years, I was hired by Lamar Hunt, uh, who the AFC Championship Trophy is named after. The Chiefs played in the first Super Bowl, but they had not won a Super Bowl in 50 years until that win. And uh, it, uh, as I said on the broadcast, a lifetime. And it was. 50 years is, is a long time. So that was a thrill. So those are just a couple of the games that really stand out for me. It's such a beautiful heritage you have in the sport. How are you feeling about this year's matchup? It looks perfectly set. It looks just great, doesn't it? We've got the t- this is the way it should have been. We've got the two number one seeds, both 14-win teams, um, two highly celebrated quarterbacks. One is the MVP. One was the runner-up. Um, we, we, we've got uh, uh, great football tradition in both towns. Uh, the fan base of both just, uh, just lives and dies by everything each team does. So the, the attendance and the emotion in the building today will be immense. Um, so I, I look forward to those kinds of things. And, and uh, I, I do think it's, it's so evenly matched. I don't know how anybody can predict it. I really don't. Because Philadelphia is the best first-half team in the NFL, and the Chiefs are the best come-from-behind team in the NFL, and everything in between will have a definite play in the outcome. So uh, I can't wait. Uh, both quarterbacks a little bit nicked up. That kind of evens the playing surface there. Uh, but I think we're in for a marvelous, marvelous game. I listen to a lot of Westwood One. I listen and study your broadcasts, Kevin. What's the charm of radio for you? I uh, grew up wanting to be in radio. I fell asleep as a kid listening to the great broadcasters here in the United States. And for me, the radio announcers, cadence, uh, diction, word choice, reporting skills, emotional conveyance, like all these things help paint that picture. And, and they say that your imagination is the strongest emotion you have. So if you can create what is going on in the field through your emotion and through your words to someone who's driving or 
or at home and doesn't have the benefit of a television in front of them, uh, and you can paint that picture, it can have, I think, more impact than if you saw it with your own eyes. Sometimes you see it and it doesn't really resonate. I mean, wow, what a great play. But on radio, you're living it. You're, you're literally hanging on to the broadcaster's every word. And I love that challenge of trying to come up with the right words and the right emotion and the right passion exuding through the airwaves. Uh, we have people that listen overseas for our troops, our men and women overseas serving our military. We have, uh, you know, millions of people here in the United States that listen and, and people around the world that will, will tune in. So, so the, 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 uh, the responsibility is enormous. Um, but to be in that seat and to have that challenge and to try to do the and pulling on everything I know about what I've learned in the business um, it becomes an incredibly satisfying day. Your voice is so familiar to a lot of us in Australia through the NBA as well. Oh. This week, the all-time points scoring record was broken by LeBron James. How did you feel in that moment as it happened? Well, it was, uh, it was great if you're a basketball fan because the NBA, and nothing against any other league in, in any other part of the, of the globe, but the NBA is recognized as the number one league. And LeBron James is arguably as big a name as this league has ever had. Um, the world knows him. Um, in my personal opinion, I probably enjoyed Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant more just because of the theatrical, circus-like, uh, incredibly animated way they played the game, the leaping, the spinning, the, all the different things they do. James, whereas they may have been acrobats, uh, LeBron James is like a rhinoceros. And he is a guy that will bulldoze and power his way to points. Every bit is, is elegant with his uh, slams and everything else, with his shot and his fadeaway. Uh, but clearly, uh, when, a, when a record stands for 39 years, you just wonder, will it ever be broken? Well, I can tell you, I think James is going to play for another three, four years. That record is going to be far beyond 40,000 points. I don't see anybody breaking that. That will be, I think, unattainable. Let's finish, Kevin. As you'll head to your booth, I'll head to mine. What makes for a perfect Super Bowl Sunday in your mind? Well, uh, we come down to the last possession or two, uh, a game evenly played, uh, great individual performances. I love X Factors. I also love uh, a player that maybe no one has written about or talked about all week who comes in like the Malcolm Butler play, right, for New England. No one talked about him. He was an afterthought on defense, and he comes in on that play and captures the game for, for New England. So um, – uh, the, the, you, the, it has many tentacles, um, but I think the, the NFL rarely lets us down. Uh, I don't think it's going to let us down this afternoon. I think this game is going to meet every expectation we both have for the broadcast and for the game. Very kind, very generous of your time. Kevin, you have the voice of God. That, that's, that's my view. So the, good luck with the, the way the day unfolds. What an honor to be on with you. Thank you so much. I'm glad we've become friends through football. That's, that's, uh, that's a real nice way to think of it. And uh, good luck on your broadcast too, to the millions that will be listening in your country. Kevin Harlan, who will call the game on Westwood One this afternoon. We are counting down to Super Bowl 57 here in Phoenix. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Our apparel sponsor is Ringers Western. Whether it's the paddock or the pub, Ringers Western has always got you covered. RingersWestern.com.